Let's take a walk down memory lane with a Sports Saturday catch-up. Welcome back to Sports Saturday and time to have a look down. <laughs> I love this. A walk down memory lane. A walk down memory lane, of course. Our new segment, which we uh, introduced last week and uh, went over very well. Our very first guest, Dan Donovan, of course, thanks to Richardson's uh, Liquid Boys. I must, <laughs> I must uh, give Scotty and the boys at Richardson's a bit of a shout-out, Nick, because I heard their ad during the week. What? <laughs> and they, in their ad, they said, uh, uh, and using all the uh, social isolation and, uh, what is it? The, distancing. Uh, distancing. Yes. I said, well, there wouldn't be too many want to go near, a, a, near their truck with <laughs> their Richo's <laughs> truck. <laughs> Anytime, of course, with, the, with their septic uh, tank uh, mm. emptying and all that sort of thing. Don't give Scotty the... Uh, give a lot of these the same team. sponsors were once read out by this man. Two been with us a long time. Very special guests. And uh, would you say he's royalty down in the studio? Wow, well, what's a poor <laughs> version of royalty? Well, he's a poor pauper then, is he? And a man is pinched more newspapers out of this uh, address than anyone else. Warren Richie's welcome back to something you created, Sports Saturday. Good morning, Jock and Nick. Hello, uh, yeah, Great to see you. That's a long time ago. God, that must be getting nearly 40 years ago uh, when we first walked into the building. Well, I was just thinking, Nick, you, this is... Um, we used to come down on a Thursday night when mm. it first started, didn't we, Warren? I was only a, a club corner sort of guest. Yes. And the great Johnny Busfield and Warren, they had more contra deals going around the town. You come into a three-piece meal. <laughs> Canadian rooster. Canadian was it? rooster. Can't, can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a little shout-out. And, and Bussy would be eating and Warren would be eating, of course, and I'd have to sit there and talk. And then Johnny go out for a smoke. Was he smoking? He could smoke in the studios well, in those days, couldn't he? I think his best was about 100 cigarettes a day there at yeah. one stage. <laughs> and when, when you ran a barber shop, and I'm not being disrespectful to any, any of his family, um, I guess you used to be able to buy cigarettes in a, in a barber shop. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that, that was, so I guess, when Johnny was between clients and he was standing out the front yeah, of there. Where, yeah, uh, so he was next to Toy World, for those that don't know. The well, barber shop was in, yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. side of Toy World, and you would see him standing out the front there, chuffing back a day. And there was nothing he didn't know. He, he was a go-to man in Colac, Bussy, because he, he was heavily involved with the CDFL, but he, if he didn't know it, he'd make it up. <laughs> oh, look, <laughs> I, and he was Mr. CDFL. Oh, he wasn't all that mm. keen on going to Hamden League or the Geelong <laughs> Football League or anything yeah, like that. But, but uh, Wiz, and, uh, Wiz and Bussy made um, John Laws's cash for comments look like a drop in the oh, ocean, really, didn't honestly. they? Honestly. I, I would walk in here and there's, a, there's chicken carcasses all over the studio. Where's it have gravy from here to here? Bussy, because he smoked, he didn't eat as much. I used to get his leftover chips. And, uh, gee whiz, they were the days. Who was the bloke that used to have the Canadian rooster? He had that deal going with. Yeah, he's, he shall remain nameless. <laughs> Otherwise, he's still in business somewhere he might lose it. But having said that, Nick, just looking at Jock, are you sure Contra's not still on the go? Oh, he's giving oh, yeah, you a drive-by. Drive Good on you. Well, uh, they were the days, eh? Because we used to cover, and Warren should be telling us, mm-hmm. we used to cover, uh, how many leagues, Warren? Oh, heavens above. We did Ballarat football. Like I used to go and call football in Ballarat on a Sunday afternoon up there. Um, for who? For us for here? The, for yeah, 3CS. For, for 3CS. Who was yeah. the league we, in between where Rokewood and uh, Western Plains? Western Plains, yes. yeah. We even called a grand final there one year. Yeah. So actually in the Western Plains. So as you said, that, but, but what do you mean you could... So go back to how you got involved. So you were doing that. But I, I remember you telling me specifically you called VFL for this station. Yeah, we did. Uh, matter of fact, we did. Uh, well, it was VFL Grand Final out at uh, Waverley Park. Uh, it was the night competition. We went down there and broadcast that. And I also did a uh, country interleague grand final at the MCG. Uh, 
in, in once upon a time. For this station. For this so station. So we used to take Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Barry Brown. Was Barry Brown the uh, station manager at Barry the time? Barry was certainly one of the managers yeah. through that period of time. Yeah, um, of but But, I, look, I... I don't, uh, Barry's still with us. Hi, yes. Barry. But, no, uh, he is. I, I was speaking to him last week. Having, having said that, I could probably say that he shafted me at one stage when we had Rob Gaylord and Shane Healy come to the station. But mm-hmm. uh, he bought in the I'm big sure guns. we're still good friends. I learned a lot from Rob and, and Shane anyway in the year that they were here. So well, 20 the... years later, Jock shafted you. Oh, well, I didn't need you. I pushed him that far. He'd you stay in this game long enough, enough Nick. Nick. You can only, <laughs> you can only <laughs> have as many knives in your back and uh, still uh, be upstanding. I remember when you resigned from the sports show with Jock's hands in your back and you were presented a plaque by the general manager at the time, Kathy Jubb, and dropped it and broke it 30 seconds later right. on air. Remember that? Yep. And, and you, said, you said you were going to replace it, and I'm still waiting for yeah, it. I'm one of the great liars. Hey, uh, you know that. Go back to that Thursday night show, Warren, because we used to get correspondent. Graham Hillman. Yeah, Graham, the late Lou great Williams Graham. from Ballarat. Lou yeah. used to do the Ballarat Football League for us. Peter uh, Manal used to bring in from Cobham. The Moose. Yeah, the Moose. Uh, oh, yes. We used to have... Uh, the just, Copper. Is he the Copper? He was. Yes. Well, I don't think he's yeah. now. Not anymore. No, the Moose was a Copper. Didn't he take on a milk bar or a store or something at one stage? I don't know about that. <laughs> um, there was, uh, yeah, so people used to ring in. Terry Merivale, the Ballerine Football uh, League, in which we, we broadcast Ballerine Football from the station here. For David Whedon was in, uh, in Geelong, yeah. Yeah, and he he actually got breath tested on air one night. He, did he, he actually got pulled aside. <laughs> Those days you could talk on the phone, and he said, oh, hang on a minute, I've been pulled over. The actual breath, breath, breath test, the actual breath test oh, careful. went to air. Oh, really? Do so, you know what? I'd love to run it over you a couple of Saturday mornings after some of your Friday nights. I've probably still got that on a tape at home yeah. somewhere. And so you used to do all the panelling? Yeah, we And by God, was that an absolute balls up some nights. <laughs> There'd be gravy down the panel ball. You were allowed, yeah. you were allowed a panel? Yeah. yeah, we did our own. Yeah, well, well, I used to come in here on a Sunday morning and open the station up and do the sports results on a Sunday morning. I'll tell you, since it went to computers, we haven't let whiz this side of the desk <laughs> ever. Oh, no, whiz, then you ended up on Saturday mornings, which was honestly one of the great things that have ever happened for our station. You used to get this all Grant talking Johnson, sports. Yeah, so yeah. Got it from a well, Thursday night to a Saturday morning. It's been running for... Gee, what, 15 years? To Grant's credit, mm. we used to re- do uh, Thursday nights, then Friday nights, and then Grant came and wanted to go to Saturday morning, and I said, look, Grant, I'm a dairy farmer. I can't possibly be here mm. you know, at the hours that you were. And for all those that used to think that it was live, Grant said, listen, we'll pre-record it on a, uh, on a Gee, Friday night coming there. Oh, but, yeah, I mean, days, obviously, in this day and age, everything goes live and... It's modern and yeah, yeah suck and, it up. <laughs> and I mean, how did you actually get into the broadcast stuff, mate? Because someone would have introduced you. I know there's Les Finch well, back in the day. Yeah, uh, a long time ago, uh, I was secretary of the Colour Cricket Association for mm. nearly 10 years during the 1970s. And uh, 3CS used to always broadcast the A-grade grand final at the cricket ground. Uh, the cricket? Yeah, the cricket, yep. And I was secretary at that stage and... Uh, yeah, Les was looking for somebody to do the grand final with or do some special comments, and that that's how it all tough. started. Call on the cricket grand. One of them went for four or five days in one of the grand finals. No, well, well Worry and Colic grand final went for six days. You played that, though, didn't I you? played yeah. it. Okay. So, so you want to cool. come back and talk a bit of cricket, Jock? So maybe we have yeah. a bit of a break. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so Les got you in there. Um, did you ever call with the late great Doug Jennings? Not with Doug, no. No, I was certainly aware of Doug's presence and how Doug used to, at 10 o'clock at night, talk. You know, he'd commentate about two flies crawling up a wall at the showgrounds at a basketball game. Uh, yeah, those days, Nick, yeah, he used to go to the showgrounds, call all the local sport back in the day. No, if only. <laughs> if only. But, yeah, they were, they were the halcyon days, I think you'd call uh, that my one. Word. And radio, all... my word, they were. And, and then the FM station come along with But for people that understand that, then we only had the one station, Jock. It was mm. just 3CS Wiz, and it was pretty much live and local all, every minute of the day. I'd, I'd have to give a lot of credit to Vern Haycroft. He was somebody that... Uh, yeah. Oh, gee, going back but, now. No. Well, 
Yeah, Vern, Vern gave me some good advice at the time, and he said always tell people that the microphones are on, things are live, or if you're going to interview somebody and you're going to record, tell them that you're using a recorder. He said be up front with everybody when you're uh, when you're doing. Oh, I always thought it was good advice. Mm, of course, I wish we had the radio market theme on hand. Uh, we could have played <laughs> off. He the was break, a master with. of that, wasn't he? Yeah, just <laughs> as his times off. Every Saturday morning was all the old bias swap and sell mm-hmm. Nick and uh, Vern used it. to do it. We'll have a break, Wiz, and uh, we'll keep moving along because no, I want to talk the sporting career of yeah, uh, Warren. I want to really pick your career apart. Actually, Wiz. we could fit these football career in now. If you want to have a <laughs> yeah. No, we'll yeah. go to a break. We'll come back with Warren Richie's our special guest, Dale Memory Lane. Uh, oh, got it. Down memory lane. There you go. It sounds like he's walking out of a nightclub, doesn't it? Uh, of course, thanks to KFC Colac, uh, one of your great sponsors over the time too, Warren. Warren Richie's our special guest to talk a little bit about the history of the 3CS sport and, of course, all his involvement in cricket and other sports around there as an administrator and former mayor of Colac. We doing... forget that, don't yeah. we? Well, no, I don't because I was over at the, uh, in the where they do the meetings and saw your name plastered all over the walls. How many years were you? Uh... Yeah, I had four terms. Four and, terms. Uh, yeah. Four, four, how long were the terms? Oh, three in a row, and there'd been a previous term about six or seven years prior to it. So. Was that one of the toughest roles? Well, obviously, it would have been the toughest role you would have had to do as Mayor of Colic. And I don't think people believe what happens behind the scenes in the local government. <laughs> and I don't think we'll start talking about it now here either, or there might be some libel suits. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And, and what was, oh, yeah, look, I guess uh, what, 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 on a sporting theme... In your time on well, council I think that was one of the reasons I almost got involved was to try and put something back into the sporting community and I tried to attend every sporting event that I couldn't get feedback and I'd like to think a lot of the things, for instance, even what's going on at the Central Reserve today has been as a result of a lot of the groundwork that was done way back. Remember all the fences that used to be up around the Central Reserve and the youth club had its bit and we pulled all the fences down. We opened the place up. We had a bit of vision in relation to that area becoming a precinct uh, um, for education and sport and gosh... It's uh, got it's the school there now, and, and the Central Reserve looks like it. Does. The only thing it's lacking, of course, Jock, yeah, is a turf wicket in the centre. So. You were heavily involved in COPAC? COPAC, my word, uh, along with Jim Ryan and uh, Helen Patch and the Council of the Day. Uh, Colin Ritchie's heavily involved in it. Time and Richie's. time again, this uh, community had talked about a, an arts and culture facility, and it had just never got off the ground, and we were lucky enough to make it happen. A lot of happen. pushback too, Warren, I remember. A lot of community pushback. We don't need a picture theatre. You don't need COPAC. It was like when the swimming pool closed, outdoor pool, you built the, the new uh, indoor pool, and, and probably now, in hindsight, we, we should have made it twice the size. Was that under your watch as well, the indoor just pool? Be, well, it was the city of Colac, I was with the Shire, mm. so, okay. uh, mm. and then the amalgamation came, and then, so I had 18 months out of local government while the, we had the administrators running the place, and then when we had the new elections, I was back in again. So that's when they merged the two? Yep. Right, well, go. let's get on to your passion, because your passion is cricket. I mean, you've held a, held a role, many roles in cricket administrative. You're a, a premiership player, life member at the Warrian Cricket Club, of course. Did you play for anyone else other than the Warrian? No, I did. I played a season with the Biak Juniors uh, a long time ago, because when I started playing cricket at Warrian, there was no junior side at Warrian, and they couldn't guarantee me at the ripe old age of 10 or 11 a senior game every week. So, so uh, they brought in this rule where you could uh, play with a junior club but nominate a senior club if you didn't have a junior club at the club. And that's how come I played it back. My biggest decision came about halfway through the season there when Donald Lang and the people over there picked me in the BX A-grade side wow. uh, at the time and I had to make a decision then as to whether... How old were you? I stayed... I, <laughs> I probably wasn't any old... 
I was about 12, 12 or 13. Built like Bill Laurie and paid a lot like Bill Laurie. He's oh, very... Uh, put a glass eye to, to sleep, I believe. Yeah, yeah. certainly wing. played a bit like Bill. What were you? What were you? <laughs> One of hey, my favourite people, too. He's Batsman? A, he's a great guy. Opening bat, wicketkeeper. There you go. I remember watching you play. You what? You're watching grass grow. No, I reckon you played a few games at the Alvey School when I was very, yep, very young as a wicketkeeper yeah. opening bat. Well, that was right. Jim at the, Lang and all them. Were that in was that right time. at the end yeah. when I was sort of sliding out the door back through. What, what, what's the best thing about cricket? What do you What do you think the the best thing about being involved in cricket is? Is it camaraderie? Is it the game? Is it, is it what, what kept you involved for so long? Yeah, oh, it's just been an absolute love of the game, and of course I've been lucky enough to be president of the Victorian Country Cricket mm. League for eighteen years, and mm. I think moving around not only the state in particular, but even Australia, uh, meeting people and developing lifelong friends has been something that uh, you never, ever lose. There's, there seems to be, a, a well, for the point of a better description, a, a bigger fellowship amongst cricketers than perhaps there is amongst footballers. It, there, there seems mm. to be a lot of the, a greater respect for the game. If well, you I think we play that. for the love of the game yeah. as a rule of thumb, whereas in football now there's so much money in football that your loyalty's where whoever's paying. And gee whiz, is that all going to change in the future well, too yeah. with what's going we on? Hope. But uh, uh, it could be one of the great resets, Wiz. Mm. Okay, go back to your career. Opening bat wicketkeeper, Warrion uh, became a powerhouse for many, many years. Was that after you stopped? <laughs> well, I think Gavin Ollum might have taken the gloves off. Well, I, I think I, I spent a period of time where um, I saw how the club was and to play a 10, 11, 12-year-old in Warrior senior side showed that we could barely get enough players on the park and sometimes Kenny Hanson played with us there uh, one year. Yeah, my word, he did. Kenny played out at Warrior. He well, used to do the to... scoring. Yeah. His uncle was Ray only out at Warrion and Ken used to come along and do the scoring and when we were short Kenny would play so uh, that's going back a fair way but he'll well, remember that well what, what <laughs> type of bats we want left or right hand so eh? who, who were the you, you see you went to Warrion and, and, and remained there for how many years did you play Oh, gee whiz. Oh, I don't know. 30? Yeah. And I played in all grades, and I was lucky enough to make 100 in every grade, A grade, B grade, C grade, Good on you. As, I, as I went through the, the journey, as I slipped down the, the ladder. Who, who, and you obviously played across a few decades. Who, who, were the, who were the better players, the great ones, from early on when you yeah, started well, to when you finished? Certainly at our club, John Gorwell Sr., Mm. And I had an incredible influence on me and a lot of people, and he could have easily played Premier Cricket in yes. Melbourne without any worries at all. He was, and he was approached by just about everybody in this area to come and play with him, and yep. he was always loyal and stuck with Warren, and that was probably one of the reasons that made me so loyal to the Warrian Club was uh, John's loyalty to the club out there and of course John played league football with Richmond. Yeah, um, the people forget that. Um, right. So, uh, you know, he'd, he'd been there, done that and he was just a local farmer, and uh, of course his son wasn't too bad either. Young John. <laughs> well, his probably stats were far greater yeah. than his father's. Matter of fact, he would be able to show them to you in a book. Yes, <laughs> yeah, no, or, yeah. But back in his day, could tell you almost to the decimal point. The, the transition you? from Warrian when uh, you the, played to the Warrian the powerhouse. Yeah, well, that, that become about because of the turf wicket. Hmm. I, I was involved for many years. We had the old Melthoid concrete yeah. wicket in the centre of the ground out there. It wasn't watered. It was rough. It was an, an old Cow paddock. To well, be the, honest footy, with well you. Yeah, the footy club obviously that got in recession before the no, before the, uh, turf the footy wicket. club went into well, recession. The turf its last ever coach by the way was Bryson Hodge. Yeah, but he never ever got to coach a side because they folded before uh, <laughs> he got a chance <laughs> to run out. Of was he was the uh, wicket down there while the footy was on or the turf wicket was it? It was installed. With uh, yes, it was. Mm. Yeah, it was there for 
four or five years, uh, late 1970s, it went in yep. after the one at the central at the Eastern Reserve here. Yeah. And but that was always a dream of mine to play on turf, and yeah. uh, and I guess that was one of the reasons we worked so and hard. Was that to when get the there. ball was sunk and then the ground become what it is today that we a- see it as? Absolutely, a, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and we used to cut the ground with lawnmowers on a Thursday night. Bring your, during, bring your victors along to yeah, training. Yeah, we'd bring yeah. the victors along yeah. to training and cut it. And, we, and the whole thing evolved from there. And uh, we built on it, built on it. Isn't it amazing? Right now is just to hop back to that. We take photos of everything, Jock, and it's ridiculous, almost too much. But wouldn't it be great, oh. again, to have the historical photos of a bygone era of the stuff that <laughs> used to go on? Though, well, with a drone photo of the victors yeah, going around. It was never caught well, on camera. There could be up to half a dozen of us. <laughs> and you, you know how wide a, a mower yeah. cut is. And yeah. you're all at different <laughs> stages around the ground cutting it with a lawnmower yeah. on. I mean, uh, it just well it seems unbelievable. But, Jimmy, no, look, the turf we get and, and Jimmy Lang Jimmy, coming I was going to say, Jimmy Lang going to Warrion was uh, yeah. probably the catalyst of the success. We'll have another break, mate, because we want to talk you through that. I also want to hear about how many clubs are playing back there because there were clubs everywhere in the Collingwood mm-hmm. District Cricket Association. Unfortunately, a lot of them aren't with us anymore. But it was, uh, I think it was uh, the strongest times of cricket and two-day cricket, Warren, too. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break here on Sports Today. A bit more of Warren Ritchie's when we come back. Yeah, yes, welcome back oh, to... Is that a play? Down memory lane, thanks to Luke McLennan Plumbing, of course. We've got Warren Richie's our special guest. Dilly like uh, love songs and dedications. We's overnight in the old days of 3CS. She used to spin the records. He used to be our overnight man. Well, that's a very... Oh, no, I think most of the time overnight we took... Uh, we did take uh, Down the Line 3RW, I think it was, no, back right. in those days, because, uh, gee, Brian White, Owen Thompson and Mark mm. Day were the... The kingpins of their time. I think Mark Day's the only one of them still left with us up mm. in Sydney somewhere. No, Brian White, he yeah. won an award at the Acros a couple of years ago. Oh, no, they call him the Brian White. There's a Brian White yeah, Memorial yeah, yeah, Award. That's yeah. right. uh, we've talked to Warren, of course, we're uh, looking at, we're just about to discuss, uh, I guess, uh, Halcyon Days of the Warren Cricket Club. Of course, you'd put the bat up and was playing, probably playing down in B grade at that time. And you mentioned Jim Lang come to the club. He was a big gun at uh, City United, Jim, um, and a real, he was probably the best player in the competition without a shadow of a doubt. We had some good players back then. How did he get to Warren? Well, somebody he went down. At and knocked, yeah, he knocked on. Well, he only well, he lives lived down the road there, from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. He didn't he's ever a, play cricket there. He's only a couple of k from me. Yeah. So uh, you, yeah. you got him there. Oh, yeah, well, I was certainly one of the... We had a little deputation go down and have a good old chat to him Didn't one night. Didn't offer him a calf or a couple of... I think we, we, we painted a picture for him <laughs> about yeah. what we felt we had. And yep. uh, and he not only took up the challenge, he brought his sons with him oh, too. I was about was to say, was there, there method to your madness? Were you really... Jim was about bugger by then. Were you really, were you really recruiting the uh, four boys? Well, and Jim would be the first to say he probably batted at number 11 yeah. in A grade. And, and he really ever bowled. What he was was a Mike Brilly, uh, I guess. The Bobby us. Simpson uh, type when he come back to Captain He was a Australia. mentor yeah, of young people yeah. because one of the first things he did was get rid of people like me and drop me to a reserve. Yep. <laughs> and he brought in, whether it was your Mark Lynch's, your Gavin Hollands, cool. your Peter Holland. He brought all these kids yep. in that were playing in because uh, we'd worked hard with juniors. At one stage yep. we had three junior sides at yeah, Warrior. Yeah, yeah well. And, Gee, uh, you mentioned some names there. Gavin Holland, Mark Lynch. You know, Gav was probably the premier uh, but uh, Mark Lynch, he was absolute nightmare. Uh, yeah, people yeah. would dread going at the, at the front market. And he'd, he'd love bowling at someone like you in the nets to well, uh, <laughs> try and leave a hole some, in you. Something people, fair enough, have long forgotten because Eric's done such a yeah. great job over the last 20 years. But in the first 20 years, I did the wicket. Because yep. Eric was still farming it. That's, well, I was too. But uh, I did the wicket. And when you've got Philip Lang... <laughs> 
Martin Rennitz, Cookie Holland, and Mark Lynch in your attack. It's like a West Indian attack, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, he never rolled the pitch. <laughs> it sent him I, out there I'm on minefields. I'm not going to say there was ever unprepared wickets, but the boys love bowling on the wickets I prepared. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we must, we, we're going to try and get Philip Lang on this series uh, yeah. down memory lane. Down. Philip, uh, you told me off here, played in 11 premierships. Yeah, out of Warrian, wow. uh, in, in something like 25 years. It wow, was a, that's amazing. Because Warrian won that many. Many, but they also lost probably many, yep. not quite as many, but yeah, there you it go. was an unbelievable period of time, which I know Stonyford at the moment you'd say are oh, at the early stage of three. not but, uh, carry Warren's bags as far as dominance and, well, and, and ability goes. Well, I think the difference well, is they've got international players come in where these boys yeah, are all homegrown. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, you had the likes of Alistair Lang captaining an attack um, with those guys in it. Um, you didn't yeah. look at well, Al you, wasn't Al wasn't bad with the ball in his hand either. Nick, well, Lang, Nick Lang carried a drinks, which was good of him. <laughs> You've got to remember that Alistair and Philip both played at Geelong North mm. Melbourne, and yeah. Alistair played there as a fast bowler, and yep. in actual fact, batted in a match with Garfield Sobers one day. Yes, yeah. Sobers was playing at, uh, at that, that at, North at Melbourne. That, yeah. Yeah, at did they in Chapel play at North um, Melbourne? He did. Yeah. Uh, Sadiq Mohammed, they used to get all these uh, international players coming. Were in. you involved in the game that come here? Was where oh, Pakistan played yeah, at, the, at the Central Sea? No one around here, Jock, would be aware that Pakistan played a game here and at that the was, Central Sea. <laughs> that was the. Uh, that's why the pitch went down to a attract international cricketers, and that's uh, one and only. Who'd they, who they play? That, 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 like, well, no, they played a Karangamite uh, uh, zone <laughs> team, but uh, that was one of the biggest days in my life getting them here. Um, and, and then when we got them here, it rained, and that's we right. had because we'd given all the schools free tickets to get a, you know the crowd there because the crowd in my mind was like the footy crowds mm. with Essendon and, and Geelong over the last couple of years because people had come to see, and it rained, and the Packies didn't want to play. Under any, Imran Khan had refused to come up from Melbourne. We had Javed Mandad and some of those, so Hira Bass and those people here. Inzaman Al Huck. Inzaman Al Huck was playing with them at that stage. Mm. And when you'd go into the rooms to try and convince them that we had to, we had to do, get some sort of game, a 15 yeah. over match or something for the people, they'd start talking in their native language and you'd be sitting there thinking, I wonder what these guys are actually saying. So well, it, it happened though. Oh, yeah, my word, we got them on the park. And, uh, matter of fact, uh, Marjid Khan, you know, yeah. leaves an indelible impression in my mind. The, the, just he was so beautiful and smooth and he batted really well that particular day. But, uh, yeah, it become a, an exhibition game. Time is um, on the wing, Wiz, but I'd like to get your opinion of a few local players you've seen over the, over the journey. Who, who do you think, say, who's the best player that you've seen modern day, and I mean modern day from the 80s onwards, who, who would be the uh, the person that you would pick first if you were going to be a selector? Here in the college. In, here well, in the college. I think John Vine, probably, mm. when he came up and had those two or three years at, at City United, mm. probably everybody that saw him play or anything like that. He w- Absolutely. Well, he, he was in the, the state squad and he would have been playing for Victoria except for Jimmy Higgs and, and Ray Bright. And so he walked from that level of cricket into Colic here and... Yeah. Uh, he was just a cut above anything else that yeah. had ever played here. Yeah. I remember yeah. seeing him as a young kid, watching him bat. He was, there's he was always the favourites, your Wally Salmons, yeah. your Tommy Lloyds, yep. yeah. um, you know, your Lenny Williamson's. Was, was people want to know what you're doing now. You've retired off the farm, you head north and avoid the winters, so you could live to a 1,000. Um, well, what do you do? How do you put your time in? What, what's your passions now? I mean, it's still cricket, obviously. Yeah, no, I'm still involved in cricket. I, I work with the East Asia Pacific ladies team.
journey when they come oh. to Australia each year. What's it's, that involved? Free lunches, tough, that's a, what it involves. It's a tough gig. <laughs> well, what, what, what do you mean? You just tour with them, do you? Or is Pretty it much. Just a... Yeah, I'm like an assistant manager, a, a dog's body, a George Costanza, uh, <laughs> travelling secretary. <laughs> but we've had some good trips to yeah. Geraldton in Western Australia and uh, Toowoomba last year. Uh, we are at Shepparton the previous year. And people wouldn't realise you are now a life member of uh, Cricket Victoria, which is, yeah. I was going through the life members, and I don't have a lot of life members. That must, that must be uh, fantastic. You must yeah. be very proud of that. Oh, well, uh, I, I don't know what I can say about that. There's only two of us from country cricket in, in all the history of cricket here in Victoria that have ever been made life members of Cricket Victoria. So uh, from that point of view, I suppose it's very humbling. I think it's you, know, I, uh, you know, I, I just, uh, I'm still coming to terms with it, I suppose. I, I'm lucky enough to be a life member at Warrian, the Colic Association, the Krangamite region, the Victorian Country Cricket League, and now Cricket Victoria. And that's a so, servant to the sport. Oh, how many isn't free it? lunches so, would that involve? <laughs> a mate, massive amount. Of course. Uh, <laughs> mate, it's been an absolute uh, joy to have you in this morning, and yeah. we always love seeing you, and we want to see a bit more of you, actually. I reckon he might be up for calling uh, a couple of games of CDFNL live, because he's not up in all. Well, I think we, if we get underway, Wiz, uh, how about we put well, on let's keep our couple. fingers crossed we do get underway, because country people need, we need country sport. sport yeah. yeah, and you've been a great advocate for country sport, whether it be... Uh, playing, administrating or being on the airwaves, mate. It's been great to catch up with you this morning. My word it Always is. a favourite and uh, good health to you going forward and uh, we might get you back if this segment keeps going because we can talk to you <laughs> for many more hours. Warren Ritchie's our very special guest down memory lane. Catch Sports Saturday Live every Saturday morning from 8 on 1134 3CS, 3cs.com.au or via the radio app. And catch up on all the walks down memory lane right here.